Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Come on. Is there anybody that could say thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied? Come on. The fact that he gave up his life, shed his blood so that you and I could be saved. That is what we're celebrating uh, this Easter. Hey, as Doug said in the chat, we are having um, the helicopter egg drop. Rain or sun. Come on, rain or sunshine, it's going to be a great day, whether it's outdoor, indoor. We're praying for it to be outdoor and have the helicopter going, but we know that uh, weather is something that we cannot predict. And so, um, well, we can't predict it. We might not be always right, but we can predict it. Um, so come ready to join us. If you're not doing anything, I know we could use the help. So come on. If you aren't doing anything tomorrow, had a change of plans, whatever the case may be, come out, uh, see Pastor Sean, help us out, volunteer in serving our community through this incredible event. It's going to be great. And then on Sunday, come on, it's Palm, 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 Palm Sunday. And we get to celebrate uh, the triumphant entry of the Lord as he walks out the will and the plan of the Father on his way to the cross. So it's going to be a great, great couple of weekends. Uh, We have Palm Sunday this Sunday. Then on Palm Sunday, we also have worship night. And it's going to be an incredible night of worship. Um, And then Friday, Good Friday services. Come on. At all locations, we've got two services in EHT, one in Cumberland County. And then we have our Saturday services and Sunday services It's going to be a great weekend. Hey, we're encouraging our team members to come out to the Saturday services with your family because we know we're going to have a ton, a ton, a ton, a ton of new time, our new first time guests on Sunday, Easter Sunday. So if you can't come out to the service on on Saturday, if you have to come out on Sunday, that's fine. Um, But, you know. Uh, we want to make room for those people who are coming in for the first time who are far from Jesus. And so, uh, but either way, come out to any one of our services. It's going to be an incredible, incredible Easter this year. Okay, we're going to be in the book of John chapter 18. John chapter 18, let's let's get into this and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that it would uh, come alive in us, that it would speak to us, that God, it would challenge us. Um, Lord, we just pray that your truth um, would help us, God, that it would be sown into our hearts and it would be sown into fertile ground and bear fruit. And I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me okay. just want to make sure my equipment's working good. Awesome. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into it. Book of John chapter 18. Book of John chapter 18. And it says this, when he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley 
on the other side there was a garden and he was and he and his disciples went into it now judas who betrayed him knew the place because jesus had often met there with the disciples so judas came to the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the pharisees they were carrying torches and lanterns and weapons jesus knowing all that was going to happen to him went out and asked them who is it you want verse 5 jesus of nazareth is funny i got all my highlights here you can see what what stuck out to me already uh jesus of nazareth they replied i am he jesus said and judas the traitor was standing there with them when jesus said i am he they drew back and fell to the ground again he asked them who is it you want jesus jesus of nazareth they said verse 8 jesus answered and jesus answered i told you that i am he if you are looking for me then let these men go this happened so that words that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled i have not lost one of those you gave me verse 10 then simon peter who had a sword drew it and struck the high priest's servant cutting off his ear his right ear the servant's name was malchus jesus commanded peter put your sword away shall i not drink the cup the father has given me then the detachment of soldiers with its commander and the jewish officials arrested jesus they bound him and brought him first to annas who was the father-in-law of caiaphas the high priest that year caiaphas was the one who had advised the jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people verse 15 simon peter and another disciple were following jesus because this disciple was known to the high priest he went with jesus into the high priest's courtyard but peter had to wait outside at the door the other disciple who was known to the high priest came back spoke to the servant girl on duty there and brought peter in you aren't one of this man's disciples too are you she asked peter he replied i am not it was cold and the servants and officials stood around a fire they made to keep warm peter also was standing with them warming himself amen okay so today let's get that stretching let's get that stretching because we got a lot to cover today today i want to focus on verses 1 through 14 1 through 14 because there as i was studying uh for this soap man that just stood out to me so much where is my come on there we go um as i was studying uh verses 1 through 14 that section really stood out to me what we see is in uh verse 1 it says when he had finished praying jesus left with his disciples and crossed the kidron valley on the other side there was a garden 
and he and his disciples went to it. So he and his disciples, uh, are, they cross the garden. They come out of this time. Jesus came out of this time of prayer where he was interceding uh, for his disciples, where he was crying out to the Father. And it's in this moment that Judas and behind the scenes is gathering up the detachment of soldiers. He's getting ready to betray Jesus. And it come, he brings the soldiers to Jesus on their way to bring the soldiers to Jesus. They finally get to him. And in verse 4, it says, And Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out. You see, Jesus knew fully what he was getting himself into. Jesus was fully aware of the plan. He was fully aware of the assignment. He was not at all surprised. Jesus spent his entire ministry, right, up until this point, preparing his disciples for this very moment. Time and time again, he, he told them about what was going to happen to him. Uh, he told them about uh, what was going to transpire, you know, conspire. He told them about the fact that he was going to be crucified, that he was going to be betrayed, that he was going to have to lay down his life. He tried to help them understand up to this point that he was the Messiah that would suffer at the hands of men and be crucified. It was his entire purpose for being on this earth, right? He was not shocked at all by his betrayal. He knew he would be despised and rejected by man. He knew that he would be wounded and, and bruised for their sins. He knew that the stripes he would have to endure across his back was for them. He knew that they would beat him. He knew that they would mock him. He knew that they would scorn him. He knew that they would spit on him. He knew that he would be crucified. He knew that on the cross, they were going to mock him. He was fully aware of of what was at stake up to this moment Jesus knew all that was going to happen and even knowing everything he was going to go through everything he was going to have to suffer everything the betrayal he was going to have to face the pain he was going to have to face right the 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 punishment that he was going to have to take upon himself Jesus still went out Come on, I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Jesus didn't walk away. I'm glad that Jesus didn't give up. I'm glad that Jesus wasn't afraid. I'm glad that Jesus was willing to, 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 to do the will of the Father, right? I'm glad that Jesus went out on my behalf. Jesus knew all of it and still went through with it all, right? And my question is, if you knew, think about this, if you knew everything you were going to face, would you have gone through with it? If you knew everything you were going to face, would you have gone through, through, through with it? Because Jesus was fully aware. And yet in Hebrews chapter 12, it tells us that for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. 
for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, not because of what he would experience on the cross, but because of what we would experience as a result of it, because of the salvation that you and I would experience as a result of the cross, of the sacrifice he would make on the cross. That was the joy that was set before him. And so because of that joy, he endured the cross. He did not flee from it. Right? He didn't run from them when they came. No, he did the will of the Father. Instead of running, he he <laughs> instead of running, he he did he understood like the Mandalorian. This is the way. If you know anything about Star Wars, if you're a Star Wars nerd or geek, that's me. Like the Mandalorian, he said, No, no, this is the way. He was now ready to give up his life. He was now ready to, to demonstrate his love, to put his love on display through the cross. Even knowing everything he was going to have to face. So it says Jesus knowing, Jesus knowing what was going to happen, all things that were going to happen. He went out and asked them, who is it you want? Who is it you want, right? Here we see Jesus fully in control of the situation where rather than them interrogating him and asking for him, he's placing himself at the center and he's saying, who is it that you want? And in verse five, it says, Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. And he says, I am he. Come on, it is interesting the choice of words that Jesus uses, because this is the same phrase uh, in the Greek, uh, but in the Hebrew, when Moses approaches the burning bush, he says, who do I say? Who do I say sent me? And God the Father said, tell them the I that I am the I am. And this is the same response that Jesus has when they say, who are you searching for? And, he, and they say, Jesus of Nazareth. He says, I am he. I am he. It's a, it's a declaration of his majesty. It's a declaration of his divinity. It's a declaration of everything you're searching for in life is found in him. Everything you're searching for in life is found in him. Verse 5 says, Jesus of Nazareth, they replied, I am he, he said, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with him. And in that moment, when Jesus said, I am he, they threw, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. And Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. He says, I am he. And immediately they fall back. They drew back and they fell. This is what people reference uh, for being slain in the spirit. This is one of the passages. Um, in this case, I would not want to be Judas or any of them because them being slain in the spirit was not a good thing. I'm not against being slain in the spirit. I think God does incredible, miraculous, uh, supernatural things uh, when people get slain in the spirit. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying in this, in this moment, they were slain in the spirit 
because of his majesty and his power. The, 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 the word in Greek actually means to be cast down, thrown down, or fallen. All right? They drew back and fell at the declaration of who he was. There's power in the name of Jesus. I'll say that again. There is power in the name of Jesus. I am he. And they fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. That's me. I am he. He said, if you are looking for me, then let these men go. Look at this. Because here we see the heart of Jesus on display again. Even in the face of his persecution, in the face of his betrayal, even in the face of the danger that he was going to have to endure, even in the face of his own personal danger, he was still guarding, he was still protecting, he was still shielding, he was still standing up for his disciples and trying to keep them from harm. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Jesus, for your protection. Thank you, Jesus, for guarding me. Thank you, Jesus, for standing in my gap. Thank you, Jesus, for shielding me from harm. And he says, hey, take me. Let them go. You take me. And that's what he put on display on the cross. Hey, take me as a payment. Take me as a payment. In verse 10, In verse 10, it says, Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and stuck, struck the priest, the high priest servant, cutting off his right ear. His right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Come on. Everybody needs a friend like Peter. Everybody needs a friend like Peter. Peter was... Peter was rough around the edges, man. Peter was gangster. He was ready to throw down if it if he needed to be. Come on. Immediately, Peter pulls out his sword. He starts throwing elbows and, and swing, swinging that sword around. He cuts off the ear of the servant of the high priest. And in that moment, Jesus says, hey, Peter, put your sword away. And I'm sure the shock in Peter's eyes, right? The shock in his, in his spirit, like, what do you mean? You know what's funny is Peter catches a lot of flack, right? Peter catches a lot of flack because he denied Jesus three times. And, and, and it's true. He denied Jesus three times. But it, the truth is any, any one of us in that position would have done the same thing. Let's, let's not be liars, right? Let's not be liars. Who, who here with a raise of hand is, is going to the cross? We have a hard time laying down our own desires, our own will, our own plan, laying down our treasures, laying down our houses, laying down our money. We have a hard time laying down our relationships, let alone our lives. Come on. Let's not pretend we're fake. Let's not pretend we're super spiritual. If you were in the position of Peter, you are not going to the cross. 
But the danger Peter faced was not that he wasn't willing to die for Jesus. He just wasn't willing to die with Jesus. Because in this moment, he was willing to lay down his life. He pulled out the sword and he was going to fight to the death to get out of there. But he just wasn't dying with Jesus. He wasn't getting to the cross. He wasn't going to get, he wasn't laying down his life which is the very lesson we have to learn at this, as disciples is that sometimes the way to victory is through death. Sometimes the way through to life is to, through death. Sometimes the way to victory is through surrender. Sometimes the way to walking in, in overcoming is to actually being humble and meek. But Peter didn't understand that. Peter's like, we're going to get out of here. We're going to fight for our lives. But Jesus is like, hey, Peter, I'm in control here. Hey, Peter, no one takes my life. I give it away. Hey, Peter, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor in this moment. You see, sometimes we we don't understand that, right? And and, and this is the point that Jesus is trying to make in this moment. And, And Peter doesn't realize it. He thinks he's actually doing God a favor by saving Jesus and himself in this moment. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. This is actually the will of the Father. This is actually God's plan for my life. You're actually in the center of God's will. Can I ask you, can you, can I ask you something? Do you understand that sometimes in your most difficult seasons of life, you are actually in the center of God's will? Man, if you can, put a mind-blowing emoji right in there. Because sometimes we want to fight our way through things. Sometimes we want to pray our way out of things. Sometimes we're asking God to deliver us from situations. And God's saying, no, 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 you're actually right in this middle, in the center of my will for your life. You're actually right in the center of my plan for your life. Baby, you are right where I need you to be. Can you imagine that Jesus looking at you in this moment right now in the season that you find yourself in, that you're trying to fight your way out of, that you're trying to make every way, that you're trying to figure out and and plan and and scheme and and find all kinds of ways out of your situation when Jesus is saying, no, 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 put your sword away. Put put your sword away. But you're right in the center of my will. You're right in the center of my plan. I need you to trust me in this moment. Peace, be still, and know that I am God. Hey, don't be scared. Don't try to fight your way through this. Things have not gotten out of hand. God's hand is still all over the situation. Things have not gotten out of control. I am still in very much control. Things have not gotten crazy. No, no, no. I am in full control of this situation, and somebody needs to hear that right now you might be currently in a situation or a season in your life where things are scary where things are chaotic where things are confusing where things feel hopeless where things you you might feel unaware of what's going on around you you might feel at a loss and you might be in the fight of your life and you might be in a moment in your life oh my gosh i feel this down to the very 
core of my being. You might be in a season of your life where you are unsure of what is happening around you or how things are going to hand, uh, or plan, uh, pan out. You're unsure of how things got to the place where they are and you feel like you got to fight your way out. But God, with all of the love in his eyes and in his heart, is looking at you right now and saying, hey, no, 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 put the sword down. I am right in the will of my father's plan. I'm right in the center of my father's will. You may not like this right now, but God has a plan for your life. You are currently living in the will of the father. You may not see it. You may not feel it. You may not like it, but God is in control. Come on, somebody. Sometimes God's plan for your life, in fact, most times, in fact, almost all the times, God's will for your life might not look like what you thought it would look like. But baby, you are in the middle of God's plan. You are in the middle of his will for your life. And I know it's difficult. I know you don't understand. I know it doesn't feel good. I know it doesn't feel right. I know it's scary. I know it feels painful. I know it feels like the situation is hopeless. But I am not a victim. I am a victor. Come on. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus knew what his purpose was. He knew what his call was. He knew what his mission was. He knew exactly what he was supposed to do. He knew exactly what he was going to go through. And many times, we are the Peter. 100%. We'll try to fight our way out. We'll try to figure it out. We'll try to solve it on our own. We'll, we'll, we'll think we have the answers. We think we know what God is up to. We think we know what, God, what should happen. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. No, no, no. You may not understand it, but I need you to trust me. Put your sword down. Stop fighting. Stop striving. In fact, in another version of, the, uh, of this story, he, he says to Peter, hey, those who live by the sword will also die by it. I think that's so much more than just, hey, those who live by a physical sword will die by a physical sword. I, I, if you remember, Jesus taught, taught his disciples that those who seek to find life must lose their life. And those who seek to keep their lives will lose it. Come on. When you, if you fight for your life right now, you will lose it. So I need you to trust me. I need you to surrender. I need you to stop what you're doing. I need you to set your gaze on me because I'm about to do something that's going to blow your mind. And I'm about to teach you and put it onto display that the greatest act of love is for someone to lay their life down for you. And I'm about to do that very thing. Come on. Jesus was not a victim. He was a victor. And because of the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, now you and I can say, we are not victims. We are victors. As difficult as situations may get in life, as scary as things can be, as painful as they can be, come on.
God's in control. You, you may not realize it. You know, you don't realize that I'm in a great fight. But the fight I'm in is for your soul, Jesus says. You may not realize it. But the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, strongholds. Jesus had to lay his life down to save us from the power of sin, death, and hell. And the way he did that was through surrender because he was in the battle for salvation. He was not in the battle for the flesh. He was in the battle for salvation. And you don't realize it right now, but I'm winning. <laughs> Come on. Peter didn't realize it, but Jesus is winning. It may look like a loss, but God is winning. It may look like a failure, but God is winning. It may look like darkness, but there is light that's about to shine. I'm right where I need to be. Come on, can you just put that in the chat and remind yourself? No, no, no. I'm right where I need to be. I'm right in the will of a father. I'm right where I need to be. And all we need to do is trust him. Come on. Do you trust him today? Do you trust him today? Do you trust him today? I'm going to ask it again. Do you trust him today? With every fiber of your being, with every aspect of your life, with every relationship, with every finance situation, financial situation, do you trust him with your business? Do you trust him with your marriage? Do you trust him with your children? Do you trust him in your singleness? Come on. Do you trust him today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Mm. God, I know this was a word for somebody today. God, thank you that your word comes alive. God, thank you that your word is effective for the tearing down of strongholds. That your word pierces through our every fiber of our being, God. And so, Lord, I just pray that your word would make us come alive. God, thank you that you are a God that can be trusted. God, thank you that your ways are so much higher than our ways, that your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. God, thank you for your sovereignty, that you see things in ways we are not able to do so. God, that you're always thinking not just one step ahead, but thousands ahead of us. God, that you are the beginning and the end, that you know every aspect of our life from the moment we are birthed into this world to the moment that we leave it, and that you are in full control. God, thank you that you never leave us, you never forsake us, but you're with us in every aspect of our lives, in every season. God, help us to trust you in the difficult things. Help us to trust that your will is perfect, that your plan is perfect, and that your will is good, and your plan is good for our lives. We thank you that you have a plan and purpose for each and every one of us. God, thank you that you fulfilled your plan on the cross. 
that we could experience salvation and freedom and victory through what seemed like your loss. God, help us to look at life through a different lens, to realize that victory comes through humility. To realize that life comes through surrender. And Lord, help us, give us the grace, the ability to lay our lives down as you did for the sake of your gospel, for the sake of your life. God, teach us what it means to be true disciples who are surrendered unto you, that will walk and talk and, and love the way that you do. God, I pray for this weekend as we come into the helicopter egg drop and we, and we walk into Palm Sunday, God, that you would show up and show off, that you would do things that we would not even comprehend or imagine, God, that lives would be changed, transformed and delivered, God, that salvation would come forth, God, and that we would see revival within this region, Lord, and help us to be a part of that. We ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, I love you guys so much. It is such a blessing and an honor to be with you uh, through these soaps each Friday morning. And uh, I can't wait to serve with you and to worship with you this weekend. I hope to see you there. Uh, if we haven't met yet or if you come in, hey, let me know you're there. Come see me. I'd love to talk to you, shake your hand and all that stuff. Um, I love you guys, and we'll see you guys this weekend. Amen? God bless you.